0: Welcome to Coaching and Cocktails, the podcast. Hey, everybody, Mama T, and yes, I am late with the recording again. I know I keep leaving you hanging, so I am sorry. It is Friday afternoon, um, July 2nd. I cannot even believe that we are halfway through this year already. I feel like last year went so slow during the pandemic, and this year is like flying by. Um, So anyway, been super busy, and I'll be honest you know, I've gotten a lot of feedback and you guys are telling me that you like me sharing my story. So I I really appreciate the feedback. Um, But when I decided I was going to do this, I was like, oh, it'll be super easy to talk about myself because I like to talk about myself. And, you know, if I'm having a conversation with somebody, I mean, you guys know when Brandy and I are talking, I'm probably talk 10 times as much as she does. And I have no problems talking about myself but it's different when you're talking to somebody than if you're just sitting in front of a microphone and talking about your life. I've struggled with it a little bit. It's been a little strange. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I've gone back and listened and I've realized uh, sometimes I'm like, man, those facts are all sorts of wrong, but I don't know that. I mean, it's it's kind of like timelines and stuff. So I don't think it's anything important necessarily. The details are still right. It, uh, the the information the content I guess is right um, but some of my dates and stuff were a little jacked up in the last podcast uh, with my career how I went from where to where I don't know um okay so today I will try to cover um my marriages kind of like that time frame I guess and a little bit about my um my life, my family life. So try to cover that in today's podcast and then um, we'll see where that goes and then maybe in the next podcast I'll cover the competition stuff. So um, I kind of want to, I think I want to leave my competition career for its own um, its own podcast. Okay, so I think in the last podcast I told you about, um, you know, dated the drug dealer and I dated all sorts of, I don't know, people that were probably not so desirable um, relationship types. Um, and I would say date is even a strong word to use because I'm not sure we actually went on dates and I'll probably just leave it at that. Um, but you know, i I was, I guess, having a good time and just being a party girl and 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 that was my life back then. Um, So around when I was 21, um, you know, we used to, I was working at the law firm, I believe. And as a receptionist, I think I was still working at the car dealership too. I was doing like two jobs and going to school part time or something like that. Um, College part time. And we used to go to this place called Margarita Maggie's. In Columbia. So me and um, my girlfriends from work, um, all of which were like older than me, but we would go for ladies night, I think on Wednesday nights. Um, well, that was one of the ladies nights and then we'd find a ladies night on Thursday night, we'd probably go out Friday night too. So there were lots of going out, um, probably anywhere from two, three nights a week. And um, we were at Margarita Maggie's one night. And I love to dance. So and anybody who knows me and has uh, known me throughout my life, and I mean, I hardly ever go out now. But if you got me somewhere where there was like an actual dance floor, like if I went to the club, um, I would dance. I love to dance. So I was out dancing. And there was this bouncer there um, that I, of course, thought was really cute. He was kind of Big and tall and really muscular, which is what I was attracted to. Oh, side note. Um, So my husband, my current husband, Eric, is actually legit like the first white guy I've ever dated and married, obviously. So I pretty much um, I only dated uh, men of color. I liked men with dark brown skin. Um, I liked them tall. I liked them muscular. Um, although I'm not sure I was super picky, but that was that was kind of my type. And so he was about six feet tall, very muscular, black guy. Um, he had, you know, just, he was just really cute. And I guess I was flirting with him, yada, yada. And I... I believe I gave him my number and, you know, he called me and, yeah, you know, we started, you know, going on dates and, um, and I really liked this guy. He was super sweet, very kind, um, good looking. His name was Chuck, um, Chuck Fuller actually. And we got attached to each other like really quickly. So, um, I'm going to say within, 3 months he had asked me to marry him and I accepted. So we were not that's that's wrong. 6 months, not 3 months. 6 months. Um we were engaged, but we had a really long engagement because we didn't um get married until we had been together for 3 years. So we were dating 3 years by the time we got married. So I was 21 when we met, was 24 when we got married. So I was still very young. He was a year older than me. He was a former marine. Um, and like I said, he was bouncing at Margarita Mag- Mag- bleh, Margarita Maggie's at, at the time. Um, I, he also did a gig, uh, he did, um, security for, um, Brinks. I think it was like Brinks security, um, doing the armored truck stuff. Um, he was a security guard at a couple of different places. He really wanted to, um, to be on the police force. And I believe it was... I don't know if it was Anne Arundel County or PG County. I honestly can't remember which police department. It may have been a couple of them. Um, he was trying to get hired on. And there was some, some technicality with, I think, some marijuana use when he was um, in the Marine Corps, possibly. Um, and maybe something about lying about how much he had done it. Or something that sort of excluded him from being chosen to work uh, in the police academy at the time. Um, So eventually, he actually got hired on with the fire department in Prince George's County. So he became a PG County firefighter. So we were married when I was 24. He was 25. We didn't do a big wedding here. We actually went to Jamaica and got married and just had um, my mom and... His dad and his two sisters and his nephew were all there for the wedding. Then we just had a big party. When we came back, we were living in an apartment in um, Ellicott City at the time. Actually, we had. So when I moved out of my mom's house, so before I met Chuck, um, I moved into an apartment with my girlfriend, Serena, who I worked with at the car dealership as well. And so we had an apartment in Glen Burnie. When Chuck and I met, you know, we were kind of spending a lot of time together. So we, we only kept that apartment for about a year. And then Chuck and I moved to an apartment in Ellicott City. And we got a couple of cute little dogs. We had a little... um, Dachshund Chihuahua mix named Chewy and we had a little miniature pincher. His name was Napoleon but we called him Nappy. So um, I'll say at some point during, um, I would say probably early in our marriage and it actually was before we got married um, there were some trust issues. Um, he 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 just had a lot of trust issues I think in general um for no you know necessarily particular reason although well I guess to be if, if I'm being honest and I like to be honest okay so let's see what happened uh this was before we got married um but I decided to do a little stint with um some diet drugs. Um, so to lose weight back then, they had these, um, oh God, what were they called? These diet centers where you could go and these doctors, well, I call them quacks cause they were, I mean, maybe they had a real MD, but I don't really know. Um, and they would prescribe you, Finfin. Now, if you've never heard of Finfin, it's finfluramine and phentermine. It is basically speed. Um, It has been um, banned by the FDA um, because it's incredibly dangerous because people were having like heart attacks and shit. Um, But so I decided, and look, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was overweight by any stretch of the imagination, but I I was five feet tall and about a hundred and Probably about a hundred and thirty ish pounds. Um, maybe between probably about one hundred and thirty, which you know, is a little um thick, I would say. And um, so anyway, so I um no, I lied. I was up to about one hundred and forty pounds. That's what it was. No, nope, about one hundred and thirty-five. So you guys. I'm sorry, I was heavy. For myself, for my height. Um, so I went and I got these diet drugs. And we would have this little trick, my girlfriends and I, that you would go in there and you would get on the scale with your coat on and your keys in your pocket. And you would tell them that, you know, the drugs aren't working. So they would give you more. Now. Yeah. So was I an addict? Probably. I was legit taking speed. That shit is like no joke. Um, It was probably the most potent drug I have ever taken into my life. And I've already told you, I don't really take drugs. Like I never even really smoked marijuana and this shit legit made you have no appetite whatsoever. And nobody is allowed to go out and try to find this drug because it is incredibly dangerous. But when I say I had no appetite, I literally just did not want to eat. It was that potent. Um, I wasn't intentionally starving myself, but I was for sure starving myself because I had no appetite. Um, And I dropped like 20 pounds in a month. Yeah, not healthy. We all know that's not healthy now, but this was my early 20s. So I did all the dumb shit. Um, You know, I did all the dumb diets and shit back then, too. So I lost a bunch of weight. And, um, felt, I guess, pretty pleased with myself. And I went out one night and got a little, probably too drunk dancing at the club. Nobody belongs in the club. The clubs are bad. Don't go to the club. Even though I just said, if I went to the club, I I do love to dance, but they're very bad for you. And (laughs) I don't know. I think I ended up flirting with some guy and I think I was probably too drunk to know better and ended up kissing him and one of Chuck's friends saw, and it wasn't anything about anything. I certainly had like no feelings for this guy or anything, but it was definitely stupid. um, And a huge mistake on my part. And so we had a lot of trust issues pretty much from that moment on, but we got married anyway. Um, And like I said, it was 24, he was 25 uh, we had been together for three years, and um, we had our issues. But you know, I think we we had an okay marriage, I guess, for being so young. Uh, we bought our first house together. We had a townhouse in Severn, um, so that was really exciting. Um, and I will say that Chuck is the one, and I credit him wholeheartedly for getting me into fitness. So Chuck was a bodybuilder. He never competed, but he was a bodybuilder. He went to the gym. He was a total meathead Marine. And um, I started going, oh, this funny story. He drove a little Geo Metro. It was a little gray. I mean, if you know what a Geo Metro is, it's like this little tiny small car and he's this big guy. And it said bodybuilder on the license plate. I don't remember exactly how it was spelled out, because you only get seven characters on the license plate. But anyway, I always thought that was kind of funny. And so he got me going to the gym. And um, I remember the arguments with him. And I was like, you're training me like a man, I don't want to look like a man. And obviously, this is all very ironic, you know, fast forwarding to where I am now. And, and, you know, obviously understanding that lifting weights does not make you look like a man, but I was that girl. Um, You know, I'd always done like fitness classes and aerobics. I did Jane Fonda aerobics and I did, um, you know, workout classes and aerobics classes and stuff, but I never really lifted weights, um, not until Chuck started taking me to the gym. and But then I fell in love with it. And I realized that finally, after all of my years of hating my body, because I was short and I was thick and I was stocky. And back then, thin was in. All my friends were thin. All my friends were tall. Look, I didn't even like that I had blonde hair. I know it's crazy, right? (laughs) All my friends were like tall and dark hair and, you know, dark eyes. And I was the short, fat one. I wasn't really fat, but that's how I felt. And, uh, so anyway, so I realized that going to the gym and lifting weights actually, um, I noticed the shape of my body changing. Go figure. So I actually discovered that weightlifting really changed my perception of my body. And it was something that worked so well for my body because I was just genetically so muscular. Um, so that began my love of bodybuilding. And so I would say I probably was around, probably around 20 23 24 when um when we started going to the gym it may have been before we got married um but I kind of feel like it was after but it may have been before cuz i i was definitely <clears throat> in the gym uh i think when we by the time we got married so um yeah so he got me going in the gym and then i fell in love with it so much i decided to get uh, certified as a personal trainer. So I did that part time. And I got certified as a spin instructor. So I did that. And I got certified as a kickboxing instructor. So I did that. And I was doing all of this while I was, um, uh, I believe I had already started working at the government or, you know, it was kind of all around in the same realm, because um, the apartment building we lived in was the friends of mine who worked for the uh, Patent and Trademark Office and got me the contractor job that I talked about in the last episode. Um, So that kind of was my entry into the fitness world. And um, he took me to my first bodybuilding competition. It was, um, oh crud, why don't I, Body Rock with Monica Brandt. And they used to have it at uh, Bowie State University. Um, so it's an MPC show. And I remember s- and seeing um, Kelly Ryan, Flying Ryan, and um, Monica Brandt, and God, all the, you know, NPC I- uh, IFBB folks from like way back then. So yeah, that was my first, you know, Uh, foray into the bodybuilding world. And I remember getting my first oxygen magazine and how exciting that was. I think I probably still have the first one. Um, I used to get that religiously. And of course, obviously wanted to look like those women. Um, And the more I shaped my body, I mean, people would tell me like, Hey, have you ever thought about doing bodybuilding? You know, when I was in the gym. Um, and back then I had zero desire to do, to change my diet in any way, shape or form. I wanted to lift and still eat Chinese food and drink wine and, um, eat my, my cheesesteak subs. Cause I, I would not say I had a good diet back then at all. Um, you know, for me, healthy eating back. So back then was the fat free craze. So, um, you guys will get a kick out of this. What you know, back, you know, if it was fat-free, it was healthy. So I would eat fat-free Intamins. And if you know, like Intamins had these chocolate chip cookies that were fat-free. So you know they were full of like a million other things. But I would eat the fat-free chocolate chip cookies, probably the whole box. Um, I would eat white rice, I shit you not, as a meal, um, instant white rice, <laughs> and and let me tell you my little gourmet <laughs> trick to make instant white rice taste amazing. You take the um, the seasoning packet from a package of ramen noodles, and you put the seasoning packet in the instant white rice as it's cooking, and then you have flavored rice. Super cheap. Look, we were broke. Super cheap and very tasty. But yes, I would eat white rice as a meal. No protein, just the rice. Um, And oh, gosh, I would make ramen noodles. And to make them healthy, and I'm using quotes, you can't see me, but I'm using quotes. But to make my ramen noodles healthy, I would add eggs to them. So I would scramble the egg and the water with my noodles. And so therefore, I had a healthy dish. Um, So yeah, so that was my idea of healthy back then and drinking like a fish. So there's that. I remember Chuck would work Friday nights uh, at the fire station 24 hour shifts. And so every Friday night I would get myself a bottle of wine and I would go to the Chinese restaurant and get fried scallops with fried rice and an egg roll in <clears throat> my bottle of wine. And I would sit in my basement and watch like whatever chick flick movie like every Friday night. So I was into the training thing, but not so much into the nutrition thing that I uh, Quite honestly, the nutrition aspect did not change for me until um, I met Eric um, and really not until after I had my son, but we'll get to that. So let me try to move things along a little bit. Um, So after we bought our first townhouse um, in Severn, that is actually when I met Brandy, and is also when I met Eric. So, you know, I know Brandy and I have probably talked about this in a podcast before. But so we all moved into this brand new townhouse community, um, just outside of Fort Meade. And it was all young married couples. And You know, so it was Chuck, me and Chuck, or Chuck and I. It was Brandy and her husband, Mike, and it was Eric and his wife, Barbara. And then there was another couple that they were friends with, um, Jill and Dominic. And so we were all these like married couples. And you know, it was one of those neighborhoods where, like, on Cinco de Mayo, you have a party and you barbecue together. And if you go to check your mail, like, everybody is there. And it's like, you know, we were all just very chatty and friends. Um, So that lasted about a year and then within a year of us all moving in there because it was new townhouses so we all kind of moved in about the same time and um, within a year all of our marriages broke up. <laughs> so let's see how this started. Um, so Chuck and I had been having problems for a while. Um, we just, I don't know if we were just growing apart, um, we wanted different things, Um You know, we were, I guess I was 28 or 29 around that time. Um, You know, so we had been together. Uh, We had been married. We were were together three, married five. So we were together for eight years total. And we were having some issues. And he just decided he was going to leave. He needed a break. So he went and stayed at a hotel for a while. Um, I, of course, was a devastated fucking lunatic of a mess because I was not emotionally stable then or you know emotionally uh grown really i i hadn't um i hadn't developed all of my tools for sort of dealing with stuff like that at that point um so he left this was in august i believe and um and then he came back right around the holidays and i remember because i remember we were together i think thanksgiving we went to my grandparents and then he left again i believe it was january because brandy and i had gone to atlantic city for either martin luther king weekend or president's day weekend and now i don't remember which one it was because it's kind of a blur and um i came back and all his shit was packed and he was gone again so this time he was like gone gone um and I remember Brandy coming over and basically, um, of course, I'm crying hysterically, and she's basically telling me to stop crying. She's throwing all my pictures in boxes, and she's basically like taking down everything out of my house and telling me to suck it up. <laughs> um, so shortly after Chuck left, uh, Brandy's husband, Mike, left, who was he was also a Marine. So Brandy was in the Navy. Mike was a Marine. They were they were still in the military at the time. And, uh, but that's so Chuck and Mike had become friends. And, and, um, because they were buddies, they introduced Brandy and I. And that's how we started to become friends. And because both of our husbands were a little bit on the jealous and controlling side, you know, Brandy and I kind of just hung out with each other. Um, we didn't really do much, though. I was certainly out of the party scene at that point. Um, and, because of having a little bit of a jealous husband, um, going out partying wasn't going to happen. But um, Brandy and I would, I shit you not, spend our time going to like Joanne Fabrics and making curtains and decorating our houses. Like, and we always jokingly say, and planning our takeover of the world, which we are currently doing. So there's that. So ha. So we may have been, you know, doing uh the curtains back then but we are currently taking over the world at least in our minds we are so chuck left and i shit you not mike said if chuck can do it i can do it this is this is this is legit and so then mike left so now brandy and i are both left without husbands and at the same time meanwhile down the street so the name of our court was called barnwood court but we started calling it divorce court and you'll understand why So Eric's wife, Barbara, cheated on him and he kicked her out. But before he kicked her out, before she was able to, I guess, leave the house, um, their friends that live next door to them, Jill and Dominic, um, Jill caught Dominic having an online affair, literally like jerking off on the computer, as I understand it. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. I just heard the story. So... Barbara invites Jill to come stay with them because she couldn't stay with Dominic. They literally lived in the houses right next door to each other. Brandy and I lived across the street from each other. And, um, but Eric and Barbara are going through, they're like separating. So they're not really together, but they're in the same house. So if you're following along this (laughs) sordid fucking soap opera or Jerry Springer episode, so hold on, it gets better. So... um. Barbara finally leaves. So Chuck is gone. Mike is gone. Barbara's gone. And Jill is living with Eric. So at this point, Brandy and I, because we are going through divorces together, are drinking ourselves silly. So this was literally our routine. Um, we would work our our government jobs during the day. We would meet at the gym. We belong, I think it was a world gym in Laurel. We went to the gym. We would leave the gym, and then we would stop by this liquor store called Ye Old Farm Inn, which was right at the street going into our neighborhood. And we would get a pack of cigarettes. Yes, I smoked cigarettes from, God, I think I must have skipped over that, but I started smoking when I was probably 13 and didn't stop until I was 30. And um, so we could get a pack of cigarettes in the biggest bottle of like Sutter Home pink wine you could find. We would go home and we would either sit on her porch or my porch cuz we were stoop whatever we were across the street from each other and we would either get pizza or chinese food. So yes, we went to the gym, we smoked, we drank and we would do it literally like every single night. It was like whose house are we going to be at tonight? I think that was literally our conversation. Um meanwhile, so we're doing this and we would be sitting on the porch, you know, drinking ourselves silly and feeling like shit the next day smoking drinking eating um eric um was (laughs) dating jill (laughs) so i guess he and jill sort of got together for a period of time and um but also at the same time you know we were all kind of like buddy buddy we were like drinking buddies because we're all going through divorce so um you know, Brandy and I would like invite Eric over and he would bring Jill. You know, we were just trying to hang out we didn't like Jill. She was, but at the time, um, we're friends on Facebook now. I'm sure she's changed quite a bit. But back then, I wasn't a fan. Um, and um, anyway, so Eric had taken up running and because he, I guess, had gained a bunch of weight and, you know, was trying to, you know, lose his, you know, go the divorce weight. Um, He lost a couple hundred pounds and his wife actually. Haha, ha, just kidding. So he started running, and Eric, you know, Brandy and I were sitting on our porch drinking, and he would come running by. And, you know, I thought he was kind of good looking, but remember, my type was not white men. <laughs> so, you know, but it did, I did, I thought he was cute, and we did like to hang out. And so, um, long, let's see, I've already made a long story, not so short. So, um, Eric called one night to invite brandy and i over for a barbecue and uh he called my house brandy couldn't make it so i went and um he was still so jill had moved out but they were still dating at the time i think he was probably dating some other people too he talks about this particular period of time he was dating like several people um and he so we had we hung out, we had dinner, and we just like sort of hung out and chatted, and I think I remember him saying, "Don't tell Jill, I cook dinner for you, she'll be pissed, blah, blah blah, and then, um, I was like, "I don't care, we're just hanging out having dinner, no biggie, and, and you know, went home that night, you know, but we you know, I really enjoyed hanging out with him, so it was kind of fun. And then um, there was another night not too long after that, that, you know, Brandy and I had actually gone out drinking that night and Eric was supposed to have gone out with his buddies. And I think Brandy and I were like, it's cheaper to drink at home. So I think we had a couple of drinks. So we went home and um, we're sitting out on the porch drinking again And, um, Eric came by and I was like, oh, I thought you were supposed to be hanging out with your friends and, um, he's, his plans got canceled. And then anyway, so Brandy went home and then Eric and I ended up hanging out drinking together. And then, um, yeah, we ended up hooking up (laughs) a little bit, not, not totally hooking up, just hooking up a little bit. And, um, yeah. And then I guess the rest is kind of history from there. He, um, broke up with Jill or stopped seeing her a couple weeks later, I think it was. And, um, you know, we started seeing each other. Um, so that was April of 2002. So neither of us were divorced yet. So we were both going through divorces. Our spouses had moved out, but we were not divorced yet. Do I have that date? Right? Yeah. April, 2002. Um, I'll tell you another funny story. So when Jill was moving her stuff out of his house, so she had stored a bunch of stuff in her ha- in his house, a bunch of boxes. Um <laughs> this is how white trash we were. Oh, and by the way, Mike had moved back. So Brandy had taken Mike back. It was short lived, but she was back together with Mike for a period of time. And uh, we were literally all hanging out on the front lawn of Brandy's townhouse in lawn chairs, drinking of course so it was mike and brandy and me and eric and i think their friend uh lopez i think it was his name and uh jill came to get her stuff and so eric went across the street to like help her with her to get her stuff out of his house and next thing we know we're sitting on we're literally sitting in lawn chairs on the front lawn of our townhouses so white trash watching eric like fling boxes out of the house so i guess they had gotten an argument so he's like throwing shit out of the house she's shoving it in her car and she took off Anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. Um and so that was April 2002 and then Brandy went on our infamous surf it's not not famous probably. We might have thought we were famous, but we went on our trip to Miami and I have tons of wonderful pictures. It was probably one of the best vacations I had never taken a girlfriends vacation like ever aside from like maybe going to the beach with a couple of girlfriends when I was in high school. I didn't even do my beach senior week because I was, you know, dating a guy and just didn't do that stuff. And so I never had like that girlfriend's vacation. So we went to Miami and we stayed for a week um, we had this cool little, um, red convertible sports car and we just thought we were the hottest thing since sliced bread and, you know, we hung out in South Beach every night and we did, uh, photo shoots of ourselves on the beach. I will have to share some pictures cause you guys will really enjoy these pictures. <laughs> if you... Oh, it makes me laugh. Um. So uh we had a great time that week. But, you know, Eric and I had like just started dating and I remember I was like talking to him all the time and sending him pictures and I realized like I was like, Yeah, I kinda missed this guy. You know, we were just kinda we were just casually dating at the time. And um our last night there or it might have been the last night or the night before the last night, we were sitting at Wet Willys in South Beach and um I was mad because I hadn't seen a single celebrity and we're sitting there and all of a sudden there's all this commotion and I look up and people are like, oh, it's Jamie Foxx. And so I look up and down the sidewalk comes Jamie Foxx with a small entourage. This was um, just in living color, Jamie Foxx. So we're talking about 2002. So he was not like Oscar winning Jamie Foxx yet. Um, so he had his, what we found out later was a bodyguard and his father's bodyguard was probably like 20 feet tall. He looked like it anyways, huge. So he has a video camera and wet willies won't let him in because he's got a video camera. So, which seems strange to me, but whatever. I'm ridiculous because I'm like, oh my God, I see a celebrity. I've got to go get his, a picture because it's our last night here and I haven't seen any celebrities. So I go running across the like bar. I throw Brandy my camera and I literally feel like I like came up behind him and I like tugged on his shirt and I was like, excuse me, can I take a picture? Um, and he was like, yeah, girl, take a picture. And, you know, his bodyguards all like looming and looking all scary. And so we take a picture and I have that too. I'll, I, I promise I'll put that out. And um, so we take the picture and he's like, hey, girl why don't you give me your number? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I gave Jamie Foxx my number because it's a celebrity, like cool. And so um, I go back to the bar and I'm like, oh my God, I just met Jamie Foxx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, we're sitting there and my phone rings and I shit you not, this is a true story people. Brandy was there. She can, she can um back me up on this, but Jamie Foxx called me and he asked me if I wanted to go have drinks in the keys with him and his friends and of course, you know, if I didn't have Brandy there to be the voice of reason so that we did not end up on one of our true crime podcasts, um, she's like, uh, no, we're not going to go to the Keys to have drinks with like random people. I don't care if it is Jamie Foxx. And of course, I was all like butthurt and mad. Um, but it was clearly for the better. Like, I don't think I was being thinking straight at all. because I was like, oh, my God, Jamie Fox just called me and asked me on a date. I don't think it was a date, but you guys get what I'm saying. Um, I kept his number in my phone for a long time after that. Not like I was ever going to call it again, but I think I eventually deleted it. So um, anyway, get home from Miami. I think Eric comes and picks us up at the airport. And um, it was very shortly after that um, when I think we realized that like, that like we were in love with each other and things moved very very quickly so our trip our we started dating in April Brandy and I's trip was in May um by so I had a I had a roommate at the time to help pay the rent in my townhouse since my um my husband had moved out um again our divorces were not finalized yet but we were going through our divorces both Eric and myself and um so in June I sold my townhouse and, uh, moved in with, nope, that's a lie. I'm getting my timelines mixed up. Eric will kill me. Um, August, August, I sold my townhouse and moved in with Eric. Um, so, oh, by the way, he had two dogs and I had two dogs. So I had the Minpin and I had the Dachshund Chihuahua, so I had Nappy and Chewy. And he had a Black Lab and um, a Jack Russell Terrier. So he had Duke and Taz. So we are now living in a small townhouse with four dogs. And uh, sold my townhouse, moved into his in August. He We sold his townhouse and moved to our house in Bowie in October. So October 2002. So we have been here For 19 years this October, which is insane to me. Um, So we moved in together in uh, his townhouse, sold his townhouse, um, moved to Bowie in October. We got, he asked me to marry him in November. That's another sort of funny story. So I'll tell you that one real quick. (laughs) So I was still, oh, wait. So in between there, our divorces were final in September, literally one day apart. So we they were, you know, fairly easy divorces because neither of our spouses were like contesting anything. It was like irreconcilable differences or whatever, yada, yada. Um, And so we used this like on uh, this company that helps you fill out all the paperwork and files. Everything It's called We the People. I don't even know if it still exists, but, you know, our, our divorces were finalized one day apart. That was in September. Bought our house and moved in October. He asked me to marry him in November, but we had gone out to dinner that night and um, we went to Tony Roma's, not Tony Romo's, because yes, we are Cowboys fans, but Tony Roma's, it was like a barbecue joint, I think. And um, we ended up getting in a big fight because my ex, because he actually was my ex, then Chuck called and was talking about wanting to take the dogs out on a new boat that he had. Um, and Eric's like, fuck no, he's not taking the dogs. They're So like kids, right? He's like, no, they're, you know, he's not taking care of the dogs. Those are my dogs now and I'm taking care of them. And, he's, and we got in this huge fight and we're out in front of our house. And I think I'm in tears and, you know, we're like yelling at each other. And basically to stop the fight, he gets out of the car, opens my car door and asks me to marry him. So... I don't know if it was the most romantic thing in the world, but you know what? If you know our relationship, it totally fucking works. It's fine. We don't do anything fancy. We don't, we're don't. we just not those people. Um, it was totally my style. And yes, it did stop the fight. So obviously I said yes. So we got engaged in November. We got married the next June. So it was June 2003. And then um, we got pregnant in August of 2003. And then we had Nicholas in May of 2004. So there's that. That's how quick it all went. (laughs) Um, But, you know, he was with his ex-wife for, I I think, like five, five or six years. I was with my ex for like eight years. And, you know, we did all the... We did all the right things the first time and it didn't work out. You know, you take your time and whatever, you spend whatever. And this went super fast. And um, but we just knew. And I think like when after being with the wrong person, you kind of really understand what being with the right person is. Um, And interestingly, um, you know, I had swore I did not want to have kids when I was with Chuck. Man, I was adamant. I didn't want kids. Um, and I really think that was probably just because I was with, with the wrong person. And I think God or somebody was telling me that this isn't the person I have kids with. And thankfully, Eric and Barbara didn't have kids. So, you know, we, it was a clean break. Um, and um, so, yeah, so we got married and we had Nicholas. And, um, and then there's a whole bunch of stuff that will happen after that but I think I'm probably gonna leave it there because, um, you know, after having Nicholas is really when um, when things really started getting kind of crazy with competing and there was lots of other things going on at that time. So I really feel like um, once I had my son um, and started competing, that's when, like, life really changed for me. And... um while i think everything that happens in life kind of sets you on the path that you're on and you know everything i i do believe everything happens for a reason and when it's supposed to happen um but it was my competition journey and the journey i we took with my son and i'll get into the details of that in the next podcast but um yeah that's what really you know those are the I think that that's what really gets me. Um, and I think really made me who, who I am today. And, um, you know, the resiliency and the perseverance and, um, man, the journey, the journey we were on, it was a crazy one. Um, but anyway, so that kind of gives you a little rundown of, um, my marriages. Um, I, have, like, I couldn't ask for, like, th- a better partner in life than my my current husband. And, um, and I will say, um, my ex-husband, God rest his soul, um, he actually was a really great guy. We just grew apart. We never hated each other. We stayed, you know, friendly. We weren't friends, but we stayed friendly. I stayed friends with his sisters. In fact, I worked with one of his sisters. Um, and he sadly passed away a few years ago. Oh, gosh, it might be five, six, six, maybe more than that years ago now. I'm not again, I'm horrible at timelines. Brandy will remind me. Um, It's actually really sad. He, He had finally pursued his dream of kind of getting back into the military. He wanted nothing more than to get back into the military. And while he couldn't go back in the military, he did, um, he was able to uh, do private security for Blackwater and go um, over to the desert in the war and uh, fly helicopters, which was the thing he really wanted to do in life. So I was really happy that, you know, he was able to find that he was remarried. He had a daughter. um, And um, so he's deployed a lot so I know he wasn't home a lot. And apparently, he came back home for good, finally. And um, he was coming home from work, I want to say it was like early in the morning, I'm not sure if he was working security or what it was exactly he was doing. um, But he crossed a median and went head on into uh, a semi truck, an 18 wheeler. And he died on impact as I understand it. So um, I found out about that. Actually, Eric is the one who saw it through friends of friends on social media and all that. And uh, Brandon and I both went to his funeral, which was um, incredibly beautiful. And I saw his family. Um, So while, you know, like I said, we had no, I had no ill will towards him. And it was very sad because he was a big part of my life for eight years. I mean, he's the guy that got me into bodybuilding. Um, and he was, you know, probably my first real love. So um, yeah, so God rest his soul. He was too young to to go so soon. Um, and he left a beautiful little daughter and a wife. So I, I feel bad for them. Um, but on that note, I'm going to leave it there and we will pick up next week. And I promise, I know, I, I'm you know—I'm not going to promise. I will try to have it out to you on time. Um, but if I don't, please forgive me. I really do try. Um, I should follow my own advice and say there's no try, just do. I think Yoda said that too. There is no try, only do. So maybe I should follow my own advice and just fucking do it for God's sake. Anyway. Um, Have a wonderful 4th of July weekend, you guys. I will be back next week and I'll start getting into the competition stuff. Um, If you have any questions or anything, you know, if you guys have things you want me to elaborate on, feel free to reach out. Like if there was something I kind of glossed over and you'd like to know more about, I would be happy to explain more, talk to you more about my experiences. I'm I'm more than happy to do that because I do feel like I've glossed over a lot. Um, I've left a lot of details out to... Save people's feelings. <laughs> I have been told I have been very kind in some of my stories, um, but I am not here to kind of bash family or tell everybody's secrets. Um, just to kind of give you the wave top version of it. Anyway, um, have a great weekend, you guys. Don't get weird. Use your head. It'll all be okay. Bye. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to Coaching and Cocktails, the podcast. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you like to stream your favorites. Bye.